Welcome to another episode of um Wait. This ain't Ian. Yeah, uh, Ian has uh, given me the recording uh, abilities for this episode. So welcome to episode uh, 60-something. Shit, I don't know off the top of my head. It's, it's 63. 63, welcome to episode... Is it? I can check, yeah. hold on. Pa- it it's 63, okay, okay. We've been doing this long enough to get confused sometimes. Um, but welcome to episode 63 of I'm Walking Here. I am not the resident mass hole. I'm the New Yorker. My resident mass hole is here with me. How are you doing tonight, Ian? Existence is meaningless. We live to die. Yeah, so Ian has become me for this episode. Uh, we've, we have it's switched. Yes, we have switched bodies and souls. So now Ian is me, and um, I am kind of Ian. I, it hasn't gone through all the way yet for me, but we're getting there. Um, so Ian... We are gonna st- we're gonna start with the uh, ALCS tonight. Yes, we are gonna start with the ALCS, where uh, your New York baseball Yankees did not quite. Uh, My baseball Yankees. Did not quite pull it off against the Houston Astros. They didn't. Um, uh, quite frankly, I'm disgusted. Um, this is uh, it's painful, but it was a. It seems like forever ago now. So, I'm kind of over it, but it still sucks. I'm doing, I mean, I don't really have much to say about the ALCS. It just kind of like, kind of went as most people thought. I think everyone kind of knew that the Astros were, were winning that, but, um, amen. That ninth inning might have been the most tense inning of baseball I've ever seen in my life. Which ninth inning? The game seven or game six, six, yeah. yeah working a beautiful at bat. That was nice. I mean, he fell. He fell off like what four pitches that at bat. Something like that. And he took one out, and we tied it. And then Chapman said, "Nah, I'm trying to go home." So it's all good. I'm over it. Uh, Boone, I'm on Yasto. I'm on Chap or not Chapman. Chairman I'll live with, but I'm on Cashman ass too. Lost in the ALDS last year, loses in the ALCS this year. You have to do with a World Series loss next year, and then you might get a ring out of that price. Um, well, that is more like my Saints theory, but this, I mean, it it could, it could be applicable. I guess. I mean, we kind of went backwards last year, so I don't know. Normally, you start with the ALDS loss. Then go to the ALCS loss. We kind of, well, we've done the ALCS loss twice now. So, but um, the World Series, uh, we kind of, in terms of time and when the episodes go up and when we record, it is super inconvenient for the World Series this year. Um, but as of when we're recording this, it won't be true when it goes up because it's going to be at least 2 1 or 3 0. But um, when you uh, when you look at the Nationals, this World Series, they're up 2-0. They took two games in Houston already. Like everybody predicted. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone saw them beating Verlander and Cole in Houston, yeah. The Nationals have never lost a game past the NLDS in their franchise history. They, that is 100% true. It yeah. Is 100% true. Um. I don't lie. <laughs> you sure? Because I've listened back to a lot of episodes. <laughs> Never once. Uh, like, I think I said this before. If we were ever wrong on the show, it was I correct? Yeah. Or Fun or Funhouse went back and edited the, the clips. One or the That's other. True. Yeah, of course. Um, but the Nationals doing... Well, I thought, I mean, I thought the Astros were going to beat the hell out of them, to be honest with you. But that is not the case. The Nationals made two of the best pitchers in the in baseball look terrible at home. I guess they didn't make Cole look terrible, but they made Verlander look pretty bad. They did enough to make Cole look like... Average. They made Verlander and Cole look average. That is That's a feat. That's a feat. I think the bigger thing 
is that Houston's bats have pretty much gone silent. They, they were, yeah. Yeah, they were kind of, they weren't exactly loud in the ALCS either. Um, I mean, they had these. They had better pitching. The pitching was there in the ALCS. So I guess, yeah. But the bats were really not extremely loud. They never were like scored a crazy amount of runs or you know did anything like that so i don't know the bats have been kind of eh but um this series they're not going to get away with that because the nationals bats have been i mean they scored 11 runs last night um i forget how much they scored it was at least 11 after the seventh inning because it's over I was chilling on Discord with Raza. So, uh, yeah, they won 12-3. They won 12 so they scored 12. Yeah, I mean, Houston, I don't, I can't remember a time they put up double digits this postseason. I don't think they have. Yeah, so the bats have been silent. The pitching hasn't held down the Nationals. They look like they're about to win the World Series, and it could be 3-0 when this comes out. So... We'll see. Um, I don't think it'd be fair to give our predictions now because the series is half over, or could be. But it looks like the Nationals are going to take home their first MLB championship, which is a World Series, I should say. A a 2 nothing series lead is obviously, you know. That's, yeah. So they are in a very good position right now. I'm not going to crown them champions just yet. Because I mean, if you look at if you look at the situation though, they just beat their two best at home. Who do they have going for game three? You know, the Strohs is probably gonna be Granky, Granky versus Corbin. It looks like Corbin's Gr- been on point. Mm-hmm. And Granky hasn't exactly been. Oh no, they're gonna have they have uh, Anibal Sanchez. They're gonna be, game three is gonna be Anibal. Okay, well Anibal the last Anibal had a gem. Annabelle had a gem in the NLCS, so... I remember. Yeah. I don't know, man. The Nationals... I mean, if they do win, um, that is a... That's that's historic. I mean, that is a magical run for the Nationals if they win this World Series. I mean, look, they were literally the worst team in baseball back in the day. I mean, you... you, See, I don't watch hockey, but... Yeah, I know know how that feels firsthand. Well, yeah, like we. The Bruins took the Blues to seven. If the if the Astros get swept, that's insane. Like that that is unprecedented. But um, having two teams that were just terrible during the regular season storm back and win the championships in the same year is something I could have never thought would happen. I mean, this has been a whole year of just teams like breaking their, breaking their stigma. You know, the the Raptors won this year, the Blues, who have, I don't think they've ever won before. No, well, that was the whole thing. Yeah, and they just they used they wrote a song to a Stanley Cup. Um, yeah, the be, the Nationals is we're gonna go from Alexa play Gloria when we're talking about. It. That to uh, Alexa play Baby Shark. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guarantee you that's the first thing Rosal's gonna tweet after. I doubt it. Season. He's gonna tweet like. Well, da, 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 da. He's gonna tweet some like incoherent. The, the Washington Nationals win the World Series in the eighth inning, just for the Astros to come back in the ninth. No, he's gonna tweet it. They're gonna be up five five nothing in the bottom of the in the top of the ninth with two outs. Up three zero, and then they're gonna lose the series after he tweets that. <laughs> that would be tragic. I'd feel really bad. That would be tragic. I don't I think anyone's bad. ever blown a three zero lead in the World Series. Not in the World Series. No, no, no not the World Series. Um, but yeah, I, ho- I do. I did want the Nationals to win after the Yankees fell out. So, I hope they do win. I hope they do pull through. You know, America. America needs this. This is this is what America wants. So, with that, we can go into the National Football League. National Football League. 
So what do you got written down for us today? Uh, before we get into our weekly recap, we do have a couple of trades to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. So uh, first off, let's talk about uh, the New England Patriots getting Thomas uh, New for the second round draft. I never, I didn't like this trade. I thought it was an overpay, which it is. It is an overpay. I mean, that's, there's, there's no, yeah. At the same time, I do like the trade. I don't really mind using a second rounder because I that is true. A second rounder. The last second round draft pick we've had that really panned out was Gronk. Oh God, that was like second round because of his injury issues. He should have first round draft pick. Um, I think. Well, when you look at, like, that is true. When you look at a Pat's second-round pick, you got to think, like, that's, like, that's not going to be an early pick. That's a late second-round pick. It's essentially an early third. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I guess it's not as bad, but my thing with Sanu was, I mean, he's a, he was a wide receiver three in Atlanta. Granted, it was a very talented Corey and Julio and Calvin Ridley in front of him. Could argue even Hardy maybe, but I I don't think Hardy uh, was better. Um, now with Josh Gordon too, they kind of said, "Nah, we don't want you anymore," and kind of just threw him away. Um, I guess this makes more sense. I guess the New England. Josh Gordon's gone. We got Nikhil Harry coming back next week. I mean, I don't know how good he'll be off an injury, but we'll see. He's been practicing, so it's not like they're just bringing him back. Um, I guess, I mean, that shows how powerful Bleacher Report's curse is, man. The Bleacher Report can curse even the Patriots. What did Bleacher Report say? They tweeted, they tweeted about the wide receiver core you guys had to start the year with Brown, Edelman, Thomas, and Gordon. And three of them aren't even on the team anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is, uh... That's bad. Bleacher Report... They man, you gotta personally fight Bleacher Report. They be screwing all your teams over, bro. They screwed the yeah. Celt. Who's beating this team? Oh well, a lot of Ev- I, apparently themselves. Good amount of people. Uh, yeah, amount of especially the Bucks. Um, but yeah, I, I think the trade was it was a slight over. Well, I guess a little more than... It depends on his production, but I think... It was a high... It was a very high price, but it's one that I'd willingly pay because wide receiver has been a position in need. We've had a lot of turnover position throughout this season, so I'm not going to fault the Patriots for sending a second for Alex Sanu, who he can... They can use him in a variety of ways. Well, th- my thing was, I thought this was an overpay. And then I see the 49ers, they go and get Emmanuel Sanders for a fifth. I mean, which I think is a much better deal. Now, Emmanuel Sanders is not going to save anybody, especially not Garoppolo. Garoppolo has been pretty bad this season. He's been, he's been okay. He, I won't say he's been bad. No, he's been bad. He's been pretty mid, man. He He cannot, he just can't pull it together. But maybe with Sanders, that'll help him out. He Sanders still is talented. People kind of just, like, he plays for the Broncos, so, like, no one really cares. Now that he's on the Niners, I think people will start to realize that, oh, you know, Sanders is pretty pretty talented. And he, you know, he's, he is on the older side. He's been in the league a while. But I think he can help out the 49ers, especially for a fifth. I mean, a fifth is a great deal for that. I think a fifth rounder. Um, here's the thing, though. I want you to think about this. Would a team send Emmanuel? Would the Broncos send Emmanuel Sanders to the Patriots for a fifth compared to the 49ers? Um, I don't know. I don't know if the Broncos really have a problem with the Patriots. I mean, I've never really. I, I would think that teams that are in the conference, I think there'd be a higher asking price. So instead of a fifth round draft pick for Emmanuel Sanders, especially seeing with the Patriots, who like. You know, who wants to help out the Patriots? Um, nobody in the AFC, really. Hence the Broncos. Um, I guess so. I mean, I've never heard of the Broncos being like, oh, we're not going to trade with the Patriots. That's not something I've ever heard of. But, like, you'd want to have a higher asking price. And maybe maybe the Patriots see a higher upside with Sanu than they did with Sanders. I know they had interest in Sanders. 
Um, I wouldn't hate having Sanders in New England, but I'm I'm happy with I mean, you guys, I see it under every single like wide receivers tweets. Y'all just be fucking like sending the Bill Belichick gif of him drinking orange juice. Oh, that's that's just that, that's you know that's gonna happen forever. I want to one. I I do wonder though if AJ Green is on the market or not. I don't know if he is, but I feel like for the right for the right price. I, I think I think you could argue anyone's on the market for the right price. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But you know, I want to I want to mention another thing about uh, the whole Patriots Twitter thing. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the Logan Airport guy. No. All right. So there's this there's this running joke with uh, within the Patriots uh, fan base. So like when there was a you see you know how there's always those rumors about Larry Fitzgerald getting traded to the Patriots that pop up. Every um, n- never seen that. Seriously, you've never seen that once. No. No. Well, a few years ago, uh, there's these rumors that Larry Fitzgerald was on the trading trade block, and there was this gentleman at a uh, Logan Airport in Boston who. Bared a stunning resemblance to Larry Fitzgerald, and uh, people said, "Oh my God, it's uh, it's Larry Fitzgerald. He's at Logan Airport." Um, it, it wasn't Larry Fitzgerald, but uh, um, the running joke now is that every wide receiver from Eric Decker to Julio Jones has been spotted at Logan Airport. It's just the same guy. Um, that's hilarious, as you can tell by my my laughing. Yeah, um. It's the delivery that really, really brings it. <laughs> um, I mean, I the start of the year was all like, oh, we're getting digs, oh, we're getting green, you know, stuff like that. You're not. <laughs> I don't. That's just not gonna happen. But maybe green, definitely not digs though. Well, we had AB for about a week and a half, so that was fun. <sighs> that was a mess. That was a disaster. Um. I don't know. I A B I don't even know A B I guess his te- I don't even know what his situation is. I don't know if he can even come back if he wanted to. I know he he's does. Been out of the news for a while now, so Yeah. He's been out of the spotlight. About to happen. <laughs> we're due we're due for an A B event. We're, we're due for an A B instant. A B has taken away all of our O. J. Simpson content because he hasn't I guess he still makes videos. The fact that O.J. Simpson's on Twitter is hilarious to me I, to this I day. On his videos are just amazing. They are really funny. They're they're hilarious. Like, it's just anyway. It's so nice we let a serial killer on Twitter. <laughs> it's a serial killer. I mean, even okay. I'm not uh, not for IWH. It's no, but I mean. They don't verify him though, so. All hell's gonna break loose once he gets verified. Though. Oh my god! If he ever got verified, people go fucking nuts. He should be verified, and he's got like. He's OJ Simpson. Yeah, he yeah. killed two people, but he's also. I, bro, I okay. <laughs> Did, oh, let's let's. Yeah, everyone knows. Everyone knows. Everyone knows about the OJ situation. Yeah. That like divided the country for like a year and a half. <laughs> Um, what else did we have for the NFL? Well, um, we didn't have this because this happened, like, literally three and a half hours ago, but, uh, the Patriots made another trade, and they sent Michael Bennett to the Cowboys for a conditional sixth-round draft pick. Well, I actually didn't see that. I actually want to make fun of you because you're telling me how Michael Bennett was going to contribute. I'm like, you fucking capper. No, he's not. And there he goes for for a sixth-round pick. Nobody was out here fucking yeah, Michael Bennett's be killing it this year, bro. Nobody. Who who I the Pats defense went good, but nobody was out here like, yeah, Michael Bennett be tearing it up. Yeah, I mean I, I expected more out of him. It wasn't it wasn't anything to write home about. I mean he had two and a half sacks, which Okay, cool. Yeah, okay, cool, hook him, yeah. Thank you. Um, conditional sixth-round pick. Man, I actually didn't see that trade. 
Um, it happened at about six o'clock. I was sleep. I was I was slump. I took a nap. I had a long ass day, so I took a nap. Was it a good nap? At least? It was. It was a really good nap, actually. You know what? I'm happy. For Them it. depression naps hit, bro. On God. That melatonin be hitting different when you're hating. Melatonin doesn't even work for me. Oh, I've, that's unfortunate. I've tried. I've tried taking melatonin before, but I maybe I should try again. But anyway, so is it pick time, or we got anything else? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think we can talk picks. So what is? Um, so you can go first. I think so. Something like that. I had a bad week last week. I went 0 for 2 on the different picks. Yeah, because I had a one-game week on the last week. Yeah, I think you got three on me at this point. Yep. All right, so, my picks this week. I got the Vikings, the Seahawks, the Bills, the Bears, Lions, Buccaneers, Colts, Rams, Saints, Jaguars, uh, 49ers, Patriots, Texans, Packers, and Steelers. I have the Vikings, Lions, Rams, Saints, Titans, Colts, Seahawks, Bills, Bears, Jags, 49ers, Pats, Texans, Packers, and Steelers. I think we had the same week. I think so. Yep. We, yeah, we had the same week. So, so boring week, really, because nothing's going to change. No, you have the Titans. And- oh, yeah, I have the Titans. You have the Buccaneers. Yeah, I got the Buccaneers. I think that might be the only difference. <laughs> They're going to tie this week. That'd be hilarious. The Titans are a weird enough team. Like, they are a team I could expect tying somebody. Especially a random-ass team like the Buccaneers. Yeah, for sure. All right. All right so, well, let's, uh, if you notice, we didn't do any game re- they asked. This week is bad. There was only one good game. It was Chiefs Packers, and then Mahomes went out. So now it's not a good game. Mahomes is. Has he been ruled out yet? He should be. If he plays, that is. Andy Reid needs to be arrested oh. if he plays. Even yeah, he's, if. He's, he's doubtful, so he's not even if he does play, he's going to not play well at all. He's going to get beat up by a tough defense and he's already got a bum knee so he should not be playing they should just take this loss um i mean panthers niners is gonna be all right that's a these that's okay but um and i mean eagles bills might be okay no that okay in terms no in terms of like on paper yeah that's an okay game but that game is gonna be an absolute nightmare if you actually sit down and watch that whole game you must how how does how do you watch the bills for 60 minutes i will never understand that they're they're borderline unwatchable i know they're like 5-1 and you know whatever they've kind of had a weak schedule but probably the least fun 5-1 team you could really watch they're so boring dude they're so boring i would rather i'd just rather watch paint dry that's why they're never on primetime and never have any Sunday night or Thursday night or Monday night games. They just, no one cares. <laughs> um, so, Speaking of primetime games, Dolphins-Steelers on Monday night football. That wasn't even going to be good at the start of the year. Now it's just going to be ass. Like, that. that's not even watchable. Like, I'm not... Credit to Monday night football where it's... Booker McFarland recently has gotten a lot more bearable. He's not good, but he's gotten a lot less worse. Um, I guess. Um, I don't know about the baby steps. Sunday Night Football is still, you know, obviously top tier when it comes to primetime football. But, uh... Sunday Night Football... It exists, that is for sure. It does exist. Um, are we good for college football? Or is that enough? Uh, well, we haven't started college football yet. Well, we want to move into it. Alright, let's move into it. God damn. <laughs> so, college football. We had a week that was pretty interesting. We did not get a boring week. I thought we were going to get a boring week. We did not get a boring week. 
yeah, we actually had two pretty good games. Um, um, Wisconsin broke my heart. I was gonna I was gonna ask about that to get it out of the way. Um, so Wisconsin completely just ruined next week for Ohio State by losing to Illinois. Out of all teams, they lose to Illinois. Um, I just have a question for whoever's calling the plays for Wisconsin. Um, look, you've got the best running back in the country. He averaged. He was averaging like almost five yards a carry. So on third and four at midfield with all the momentum, and you know Illinois was on their heels. Why? Why do you pass it with Jack Cohn? Um. Right there. He had. I want to just point out the fact that um, Wisconsin went into the game as a thirty-one point. Uh, favorite. Yeah, biggest... I don't remember what the statistic was, but I think it was at like forty years or something like that. They hadn't had that big of an upset. It that is massive to lose that game. They didn't even score thirty points. Um, they only scored twenty three. Um, I mean that really does hamper. The matchup we were going to get this week, Ohio State versus Wisconsin. Um, I mean, Wisconsin is still, they're 13 now, right? Yeah, they're 13. So that's still a good matchup. I mean, 13 is not bad at all. Um, Going from 6 to 13 like that on a game you should have won. It's it's tough. It's tough. I mean, that is your complete, like, that's. Any playoff hope now is gone. They're not going to be a top four team. Ohio State twice, which that is not going to happen. Uh, that's why I'm. That, that ain't happening now. So those playoff hopes are dead. Yeah. You could probably still make it to the Big Ten championship. I think that's well, still second, doable. Second in the Big Ten West right now, behind uh, Minnesota. Minnesota do be killing it this year. They're undefeated, too. Um, I think it's still doable to make the Big Ten Championship. The playoffs, probably not. But I don't think... I mean, even if you do win the Big Ten, there's going to be... I think there's going to just be so many undefeated teams that it's just impossible for you guys to go in. Yeah. It hurts, but... You know, is what it is. Sports are like that, man. That's this is what sports do to people. That's how it be in this bitch of a world. That's how it is on this bitch of an earth. Um, so another interesting game. Uh, Utah takes out Arizona State pretty easily. I think we had that. Yeah, uh, we did. Um, Kansas. Utah in the college football playoff. I don't know about all that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't yeah, know about don't all that. that. Um, how about Kansas almost taking out Texas? Is Texas back? No. Texas is not back. <laughs> Texas, man. That's a su- that's a, that would have been a very sus loss and they also would have been uh 5 and 3 if they lost that game. So, I think their playoff hopes are kind of dead. I know their losses are to like two top 10 teams right now, but those, I mean, if once you lose two games, I think you're pretty much done after you lose two games. Um, you know, you lose two games and your, uh, your coach is on the hot seat, like you can talk about number 16 Michigan losing to number 7 Penn State, 28-21. Yeah, I mean... Race for impact on Harbaugh. Harbaugh, I said after last year, after they lost to Ohio State, they Harbaugh should have been fired. I, he can't win the big games. He can't beat the tough Big Ten opponents. And he really, other than last year, where he beat almost all of them except Ohio State, he's, like, never beaten tough Big Ten opponents. Like, Penn State always gets one on him. Ohio State, he's never even touched Ohio State. He's gotten close, and maybe he should have one time. if they. Honest, how many Big Ten teams usually... No one owns Ohio State. 
Well, that's a th- I mean, if you're if you're going to be the Michigan head coach, you know, you have this program that is supposed to be historic and is supposed to be a respected program. If you can't beat Ohio State, that's a problem. You should not be you should not be doing all the like you should not be like so loud. Like Michigan Michigan and their fans are a loud, very loud program. Like they're always like, "Yeah, we're, you know, we going to kick people's ass. We're going to do good this year." I couldn't name the last time they've won the Big 10. I couldn't name the last time they've beat Ohio State. Um I can't remember. They've never made it to the playoff. Um, they haven't won a national championship in Lord knows how long. Um, so I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking at here and saying, yeah, they're a respectable, you know, they, they deserve to be as loud as they are. They don't, they don't deserve to be as loud as they are because they don't, what do they win? They don't win anything. I mean, I I don't get it. I don't get why they think they can be so loud. But I mean, they win games against Rutgers. Everyone wins games against Rutgers. I know. Um, Oregon scrapes by Washington. Um, Herbert looks good again. Jacob Eason also played well. Jacob Eason's kind of making a name for himself. Um, I don't remember if he's in this draft class or not. I think he might be in the next one. No, I think, I think he's eligible to be drafted in this class. He's uh, also, okay. Yeah, he's a junior. So this quarterback class is going to be interesting if he goes. He might not go. I don't know. This quarterback class is already kind of stacked. But we have, he ain't got an decision yet, so we'll see. I think he has two years of eligibility left because I don't think he, uh... Was he redshirted? I think he redshirted last year. Um, he only threw he only threw seven passes last year, so that's why I think I don't remember what happened because I didn't really pay attention to Washington, but um, or the Pac-12. Yeah, I don't. I, I watch maybe two Pac-12 games a year, but Pac-12 after dark, baby. Pac-12 after dark. So no defense. No. So with that, we're gonna go into week nine. No, we still have a couple more games. Do we? What do we got? BYU upsetting. Oh yes. Um, I shout out the Mormons. <laughs> Go Mormons. There, that is not their school name. No, no, no. BYU is a Mormon. Yeah, I know, I know, I know that. Um, so for week nine, as of right now, there's only one game going on. It's SMU Houston. Actually, it's actually a good game. Um, but um. So for this week, Wisconsin Ohio State. We I got Ohio State for sure. I there's no reason to think different. Uh, we got Auburn versus LSU. That is a massive game. Uh, it is in it is in Death Valley. I expect LSU to completely obliterate them. Um. There's no reason they don't. I mean, they're the number two team in the country right now. They really be disrespecting Clemson, to be honest. Clemson be getting mad disrespect this year. They had one bad game, and they've dropped two spots. <laughs> no, they dropped three, sorry, three spots. I mean, they're still seven now. They're still number four. I know. It's just, it's kind of disrespectful. Um, We got... I got Notre Dame in this one, actually. Yeah. I don't He's think... At home, which I think is interesting, that's fine. I mean, actually, I got them on the score. I got Notre Dame favored by one on the road. Seriously? Mm-hmm. So I, I think... So it's probably a pick em. It's going to be close. Both of these teams have kind of been... Eh. Notre Dame, I mean, they kind of... I think their playoff hopes are dead, especially now. Notre Dame's playoff hopes are dead. They're not going to make the college football playoffs. They lost to Georgia, who then went and lost to South Carolina. So I think their playoff hopes are gone. However, I mean, Michigan's playoff hopes are gone too, to be honest. They already have two losses. Uh, they already, you know, 
they're gonna have more. They have to play Ohio State, and, and I don't know if they. Well, let's look at their schedule. So they got to play Notre Dame, Michigan State, and Ohio State are the last like three tough games. There's a chance they lose all three of those. I think I think they lose at least two. I think they're gonna lose to Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame can win that game. Um, I don't know if you agree or not. I, I agree. I do have I do have Notre Dame winning this game. Uh, absolutely, Ohio State's going to win. Yeah, maybe they beat Michigan State. Maybe. Michigan State. Might be. Michigan. Michigan's looking pretty favored in that one. They don't have any betting or anything yet, obviously. But uh. yeah. That's always a tough game, though. It's a, you know, rivalry games are always... It is a um, so I think... Uh, yeah. That's comfortable, then. So is this game. I mean, I think the Ohio State one's in Ann Arbor, yeah. too. Um, no, I, th- I thought Ohio State's game, the Ohio State one was... I'm not sure. Oh, no, it is, it is home against Ohio State. Yeah, they, right. g- they gave them all these home games against tough teams, but they didn't capitalize. I know. He's so gone. He should be gone, too. He's going to get fired. People are saying he might go to the NFL after this. He could. Go, he could go back to the NFL. He would not do that bad in the NFL. Cliff Kingsbury could get a job like that. We'll see. Maybe, maybe I don't know who's on the hot seat. Fired from Texas Tech, he can go to an NFL team. I don't see why Harbaugh can't. <laughs> I guess not. Um. So I think it's time to talk about... Well. Oh, uh, the line of the week. The spread of the week. This one is uh, number four, Clemson hosting Boston oh, College. Is it... <sighs> I'm going to go 31. You're, you're going to get one of these ones this day. It's uh, 34. Okay. That was close again. I'm close every time. You get within five of them usually. And... I get close. I've never gotten one right, but I'm always within like five. Yeah. So so it is NBA time. The NBA is back. I know. I love the NBA. The NBA is probably my favorite right now. Especially now because the league is just so fun. Um, NBA Twitter is a different Twitter. It is the best. That's, that's one way of putting it. It certainly is different. Um, so we were going to talk about we actually had one more piece of news, like, just now come in, but... Uh, is it is it Aiden? It was, but we're going to go with the things we had first. Um, so we had Jalen Brown and Buddy Heal get these massive contract extensions. Um, Jalen Brown, I didn't really like either of the deals, to be honest with you. Um, I didn't think either of them really... They could have probably the teams that gave him those deals probably could have went without giving him those deals, potentially. Buddy Heald, I don't remember the numbers on the Buddy Heald. Um, Buddy Heald, I think was it four years, eighty-eight million. It was something like that. Jalen Brown got so a I got massive. Years, I know that they offered him four years, eighty, and he like said, "Nah, we good." Um, Jalen though, Jalen got a huge. No, he didn't get a max. He got like 110. It was like a, it was four years, 115, I think. Um, I don't know about either of these deals. I don't think either of those players are worth that much, especially Jalen Brown. I don't think Jalen Brown's worth 110 or 15 million dollars. Um, that really is kind of banking on him becoming something better. Which, I mean, I can't say that's not possible. It is. But, I don't know, man. The cap situation was already sus. And they went and did that. Not only that, they go and lose on opening night to the Sixers on national television. And they played terrible. Kemba played awful. I mean, Kemba was abysmal. The one bright spot of this game. There were times he looked good last year, too. I mean, it's not unbelievable. I mean, he got off to a good start, so that's all I can say about that. 
And I mean, the Celtics, man. I think everyone after the Olympics, especially, was like, I don't know about the Celtics team, and now they're here. They are. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna say they're gonna be trash after one game. That'd be ridiculous. Like, I couldn't say that. However, I will say that if they can't figure out how to beat the Sixers, then I mean, I don't know why the hell they even here. That's kind of the point. They gotta, you know, they gotta try to compete with the Bucks and Sixers, and if they can't do that, then I mean, season's not gonna be worth a damn. I do think though, um, Hayward did look good. Hayward did have a good night, but he was the only person on the team really offensively to have a good night. Um, Which is a little concerning. That is very concerning, considering considering Kemba. It's even more concerning because Kyrie went and dropped 50 on the same night on his new team. And then Kemba goes and goes like 4 for 17. Like, I don't remember how many points. I I guess. Ennis Canner kept getting bitched out all night, but of course he did. I mean, that's just obvious. That's going to happen. I, I still don't understand how there were any Celtics fans that thought that was going to be an okay signing because it's just my god he can't he couldn't defend me i don't i don't know how he's going to defend joel and bead and all these other centers interesting is in what the fuck I'm I'm lacking the proper. I mean, Embiid didn't even have a good night though. Embiid, he didn't really go off. It was, it is true. He's yeah, and and Ben Simmons too. He had a great night. Um, he had a double double. No, he had clo- He almost had a triple double. I don't think he got the double double though. He had like twenty something and nine and eight, I think. I think um. Or eight and seven. Tobias Harris. He also had a pretty good. Tobias had a double-double. Um, he figured it out towards the end. He started slow. He did. Um, I don't know. The Sixers look good. The Celtics don't really look like they're gelled yet. It's going to be an interesting year. I think the Celtics, they're going to try to... It's going to be weird because they're going to try these different... They're going to try a lot of different rotations. They're not going to have a concrete starting five for, I think, a long time. It might take a while because maybe they want to try Grant Williams. Maybe they want to try Robin Williams. Maybe they want to try um, Carson starting. Maybe they... Maybe... Is his name not Robin? It's Robert Williams. Robert. I'm, uh, I know it was his last name was Williams. Yeah. I mean, you were close, so it's not like you were... Uh... I forget. I Most people just call him Time Lord. I don't know why he even has a nickname. He's a bench player. I don't, I don't even know. I don't know where the time word nickname came from. Good game though. Um, maybe they want to try Robert Williams or Grant Williams starting. Maybe they want to. Tr- good, good lord! I could not have mentioned them starting uh, Taco Fall, but well, he's, he's, in, he's in yeah. Protocol right now. He's not even on the team. He's in Maine. <laughs> He's in a G League. Yeah. Okay. They could. Um. Maybe they. Maybe they start Carson. Maybe they start Smart. Maybe they. There's going to be a lot of different rotations. They're just gonna. They're just gonna keep throwing out different lineups and rotations until something sticks. And I don't think that's gonna work come playoff time if they don't really have. A concrete starting five come April, I mean, they're not going to do anything. I think they will. I don't think they're going to go into the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they got the talent to get away with kind of just like throwing out slapstick lineups some nights. But at the same time, when you want to, you know, if you want to do something in the playoffs, you're going to need a concrete core that you can give a lot of minutes to. And right now, um, we don't know how many minutes Carson Edwards can handle. We don't know how many minutes Grant Williams can handle. We don't even know when when Langford's going to be back. 
and Langford himself, I mean, that even causes a different problem because you already have all these wings and you already have all these guys that can play the two and three. So what the hell are you even going to do with Langford? I mean, it's just a lot of questions that I don't know how long they're going to take to answer, and that kind of is concerning for the for the team right now. Yeah, um, obviously, it, no one wants to start the season with a loss like that. But I honestly, the Sixers are a better all-around team than the Celtics are, especially when it has Especially it's right now. Right now, when they have the massive... I mean, their starting lineup's average height is like 6'8 or something like that. It's They have a very lengthy lineup. Your um, point guard's 6'10", and your starting point guard's 5'10". There's going to be some... It, you know what I'm saying. It's, yeah. It's, it's going to be difficult to hang with a team like the Sixers because as long as they don't get injured, they're going to have that concrete starting five all year. And they, they got... See, that's the thing. You guys gave him Thibel. I think Thibel off the bench is great because Thibel is a great defender. Um, he's he's a tough player. He's obviously young. He's a rookie. He's going to help them out, I think. Maybe not offensively this season much at all, but defensively he's tough. And that Sixers team is going to be built on tough defense. I mean, you got Ben Simmons at the one. You got Josh Richardson. Um, and then you got Tobias Harris who's could play the four on his own. And then you have Hortford and Embiid down low who are just these massive, you know, Hortford's what, 6'10", Embiid's like 7'1". He's, I mean, that is going to be a tough team. And without, without a concrete starting five, like I mentioned, I don't think the Celtics are going to be able to take on any contenders. Especially if Kemba is going to play like that against good teams, which I don't think he will every night. Yeah, he, he, if he, I don't know how much worse it can get than that. That was a piss poor performance, but we'll see. I'm gonna hope that that was an outlier night. I mean, it it could be obviously because this is the first game of the year. But it also is like, well, the 76ers are a team that's supposed to be contending. And if he's playing like that against a contender, then that's kind of, that makes me nervous. But we'll see. We'll have to see. The season still has to go on. Uh, The last thing that kind of, it happened like a couple hours ago. Actually, not even a couple hours. Well, like an hour or so ago when we were recording this. Um, Aiton is facing a 25-game suspension for drug-related violations, I believe. I believe it was a PED suspension. Yeah, a PED. I don't know if it's... He might appeal it. I don't know. Nothing's really come out yet, except the fact that that's looking like it's going to happen, um, which is crazy, because after one game, he, play, he plays one game, and, and they win. They had a pretty good night against the... Uh, I forget who they played, but they won. He goes and gets a 25-game suspension for PEDs. Um, maybe they, maybe he'll appeal it. I don't know. But, shit, I mean, there's not really a take there. That's kind of just news. Yeah. Um, the Suns, they played the Kings. Yeah. Yeah, they killed the Kings. And the Kings are supposed to be a pretty solid team this year. So, that's really interesting I guess the Suns tank is on. It is time. Even though tanking doesn't really operate that way anymore. Um, it doesn't work the way it's intended to. No. The Suns tanked last year and they got... <laughs> they got like nothing. They they got screwed. They got like the like sixth pick and... Dario Saric. Were, and they added Rubio for a shit ton of money. That's like all they got. So they're going to be tanking again. They have young pieces, though, that I like. Obviously, Aiton, he'll be missing 25 games, but that's, you know, he's still a talented, talented big man. He's really good. And Booker, obviously, that man could score at will pretty much any night. So, they got something. They got a little something. They need a little help, but I think if they can keep those young guys, it's going to be hard to keep those young guys, but if they can, I think uh, with the proper management, they could figure this out. 
but uh, if I don't think we got anything else. Well, we, there's the Zion injury. Oh, yes. The yeah. Zion stuff. I mean, there's no take with that either. Zion's going to miss, like, two months, which means every time every time in the next two months the Pelicans are on prime time, it's just going to be a skip because who cares? Um, I hope he recovers, though. I mean, a lot of people, they like to... They're going to be like, oh, Zion's, oh, his big frame. Oh, he's not going to be able to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, That might be true, but I think it's a little early to say that. I don't think I I should be right, or we should be writing him off as a talent so early. The the injury does need to be managed properly, though. Um, If he he comes back healthy, I still expect a good season out of him, even if he's going to miss two months um i don't know about rookie of the year anymore i think missing two months probably if he does even play i don't know if rookie of the year is going to be a possibility after missing two months there's a lot of talent in this rookie class so we'll see yeah it's definitely gonna put a big uh i mean that's really the only thing like because like the pelicans aren't gonna really do anything so rookie of the year is probably the biggest thing for him at this point because what else would be (laughs) um but i hope he comes back i hope he comes back at full health i hope he comes back ready to i mean the way he plays he's gonna need his his strength and his mass because he he attacks the basket pretty much on most of his shots so He's going to need that strength, so I hope he comes back at full full health. I mean, one's the most hyped-up prospect since LeBron James. Yeah, you definitely hope he's going to come back. Man, I saw some disrespectful shit, man. Somebody was comparing him to Greg Oden. That's so disrespectful, man. <laughs> that is rude, man. Zion, man. Zion is not Greg Oden. No, he is not Greg Oden. He's he not your dad's Greg Oden. Even though Greg Oden, that was like, 2000 what when was that that was like that wasn't that long ago i don't remember what draft that was like it was early 2000s i think well, not early but you know anyway god knows the nba needs <laughs> yeah nothing, nothing like some electrifying young players to uh handle a pr crisis <laughs> yeah Exactly. We're not, touching, we're not touching that situation with a 10 foot pole. No. Um, so that was episode 63. I, right? I said that it was 63. Alright. That was episode 63 of I'm Walking Here. If you want to follow the show, you can follow the show at. I almost said Pro Pod Show because I was so used to saying it on, on Pro Pod Show. You can follow the show at uh, IWH Podcast. You can follow me. At it's B Riz, I T S B R I Z Z. And you can follow Ian at Ian M Q Zick, spelled C U S I C K. It's just C U and then sick. Which I think you should make a pun out of, but. I feel like that would actually. Be terrible, but. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Anyway, we will see. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But we will see you all next week.